Another Arizona State Sun Devils football player has been nominated for a preseason watch list for some of college football's biggest awards. Who's the player? What's the award? We're going to talk about that on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out in a visual platform, but wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get updated every time we drop an episode. If you're looking for extra Sun Devils content, make sure that you go and follow all Sun Devils on Twitter and stay up to date with all my work that I put out covering our favorite Arizona State Sun Devils. Hopping into today's conversation, we are going to be looking at another preseason watch list award, this time in the form of the Dick Buckus Award. This award, of course, going to the best linebacker in the country. The Buckus Award named after Dick Buckus, who was an outstanding linebacker, both in college and in the pros, Hall of Famer in both and has uh, the the Buckus Foundation is actually the organization that promotes the award and hands out the award, but it is one of college football's finest awards and is certainly a big deal. Up there with like the Doak Walker Award, which we talked about last week when we uh, noted that Zavian Valaday had been nominated or uh, placed on that watch list, I should say, for the Doak Walker Award, the best running back in the nation. So with the with the Dick Buckus Award this time around, it ends up being Merlin Robertson that gets nominated. This is very, very interesting to me. A lot of this has to do with, in my opinion, that Merlin Robertson is going to be probably the best player on this defense. And there's, there's a very real chance that he does a little bit of stat stuffing because of that, which isn't a bad thing at all. You know, if you're if you're looking for numbers there's a very good chance that Merlin Robertson is going to provide numbers for you this year. This is a player who is incredibly capable of flying around the field and putting up uh, like, like highlight real plays. I mean, last year he had three interceptions, right? Uh, One of them he took to the house against Washington, another one against BYU. That might've been a fumble recovery. I think it was a fumble recovery. No, it was a pick. It was a pick. Yeah, against BYU, he nearly returned that one for a touchdown as well before Tyler Algier went Superman on him and jumped on top of his back and punched the ball out. I mean, Robertson is definitely a guy who's capable of the big play. He is somebody who I believe can be a very, very good linebacker for Arizona State and perhaps somebody who can turn into maybe not a Dick Buckus Award guy, but who knows, maybe an All-American. I think that this is a more fitting selection here to place him on this watch list there's a lot of reasons that we're going to talk about and we're we're going to go over it for the entirety of this podcast so overall in general i think this this makes a lot of sense again uh robertson is being placed in a situation where he is going to be the guy on defense he's he's a fifth year guy at this point he's one of the most tenured starters that the sun devils have ever had I am not sure all time where he places in starts, but he has only missed 
uh, three games in his career. He's missed three games since he came into the program back in 2018. Very big deal. This is this is a guy who knows the program. He knows the mentality, the fan base. He is a leader in the locker room, on the football field. And he's for what it's worth, he's the middle linebacker. So that's the guy who's calling out the defense, adjusting his teammates as he needs to adjust them. And it's a role that he embraces. He's a very, very good linebacker. He's very good at what he does. There were conversations about him going to the NFL last year before he ultimately decided to come back to Arizona State for his fifth year with the program. Uh, he got that extra year because of the, the COVID season where everybody was given one more year of eligibility. So Robertson using that to come back to the program. Now, I'm not sure if that was because he didn't get an NFL draft grade or if he just felt he had something to prove, but whatever it is, I mean, there, there's not a lot of reason why he can't put up the best numbers of his career. Robertson, a guy who has 235 career tackles with uh, 215 of them coming in a three-year span. I am excluding the 20 tackles he racked up in three games in 2020 because that was a three-game season because of COVID and everything like that. So this is a guy who's averaging about 70 tackles a season and has a uh, turnover potential. Six career interceptions, three of them came last year. Uh, four forced fumbles for his career, three fumble recoveries for his career. He has one touchdown that came last year against Washington, which was the ultimate dagger that gave Arizona State the win in Seattle. He is capable of the big play. He makes plays in the backfield too. It's 15 and a half tackles for loss, five or uh, seven sacks for his career. He just, he knows how to fly around the field. He knows how to get to the football quickly. He's instinctive. He's smart. And this is a very, very good player who I think a lot of people might be sleeping on in the nation. Again, I'm not saying that Merlin Robertson's the best linebacker in college football. I'm not saying that he should be a runaway favorite for the Dick Buckus award, but it's certainly a nice nod to see that he is getting that recognition. And again, I understand you got to take this stuff with a grain of salt because it is a preseason watch list, which includes like at least 50 names. And I mean, they got them from everywhere. They got them from small schools like SMU and massive schools like Alabama. There's there's all sorts of guys who get put on this list. But nonetheless, I mean, Kyle Soley was not put on this list. I'm not even sure if last year Arizona State had a guy who would have been nominated. If, if they did, it would have been Merlin Robertson. I don't know if Darian Butler was nominated for it. I know Kyle Soley wasn't. I know none of the other guys were either. This is probably familiar territory for Merlin Robertson to know that he's going into the year with some pretty high expectations that he is going to take over this defense. He is going to be the vocal leader they need. And I mean, this, this award doesn't, doesn't cover everything that Robertson is going to do. This award is specifically going to look at him as a linebacker. It's not so much going to be focusing on him as a player. And that's something that is maybe isn't entirely uh, like, like given a, a, a full look at because Robertson is incredibly important to this team beyond the stats, this, uh, the stat box. And I truly think that this, this is the year for Robertson to really put everything together 
all of the all of the years of experience he's had and put together his best season. I just I don't I don't see a reason why he can't. And especially from a vocal leadership standpoint, again, I just don't see a reason why he can't be that guy who is rallying the troops when Arizona State is down and perhaps making everyone around him better because of that. But we're going to go ahead, put a pin in this conversation for a moment and head to our first break. When we return, we're going to go over what I think Merlin Robertson needs to do in order to win the Dick Buckus Award. We'll be right back in just a moment. This is the Locked on Sunnibals podcast. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. If you're ready for this, listen up. It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, that's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real chocolate, uh, cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snack a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them all for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with light, fluffy texture. It's so good. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Get your calories, fat, and sugar. Get yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks, as always, for making the Locked On Sun your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Getting back into our conversation, I've given my overall initial thoughts here. Here is what I think Robertson has to do to win this award. There's a lot of moving parts I would tell you here. Part of the part of the process here is obviously going to be stat uh, stat stuffing. He's going to need to put up some big time numbers. Looking at his best season, came back in 2018. He was a freshman All-American this year. He recorded in 12 games, 77 tackles. Eight and a half of those turned into a loss. Five of them were a sack. He forced a fumble, he recovered a fumble, and he recorded an interception. So he was flying all over the field, like what we just talked about, and was creating plays. He was creating turnovers. This is the first step here. The first major step is providing big-time numbers. However, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you are going to be the favorite to win the award because you do have a lot of guys who throw up massive numbers and unfortunately just don't get the award. Last year, I mean, the Pac-12 got shorted the Dick Buckus Award. We all knew how good Devin Lloyd was with Utah 
and felt that he should have been like a slam dunk pick to win the award. He recorded 111 tackles, turned 22 of them into a loss, recorded seven sacks, picked off four passes, had two pick sixes, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. I mean, in any normal year, that should be like defensive player of the year in the NFL. In college football, that should be the runaway Dick Buckus award winner for, for my two cents. Instead, it goes into Kobe Dean. Now, Dean was an outstanding player for Georgia. Georgia was surrounded with outstanding talent, though. I mean, next to him was Quay Walker, who goes in the first round in this past draft at linebacker. He's got Jordan Davis in front of him. He's got a few other guys as well whose names I'm totally blanking on at the moment. He's got a great secondary. There's players all over this defense. But McCoby was able to put up good numbers. Not great like Devin Lloyd, but one because of the reputation that he had established. Now, his numbers actually compare very similarly to Merlin Robertson's numbers that he put up as a freshman. So last year, Dean had 72 tackles, 10 and a half for loss, six sacks, uh, two interceptions with one of those being a pick six and forced two fumbles. So, I mean, if we look at those numbers comparative to each other, uh, Robertson stacks up just as good, if not even a little bit better. He's got more tackles. He's got one less sack. He's got two less tackle for loss, uh, one less interception, one less forced fumble. Overall, the numbers do look pretty good when you put them up against each other. Obviously, Nicobe's numbers are definitely a little bit better, but it's not to say that Robertson's Robertson's numbers are so far away from what Nicobe did. Now, what helped Nicobe was playing on what is one of college football's greatest defenses ever. I mean, it's just littered with talent, first round and otherwise. They've had an unbelievable amount of guys come through that program. Last year, they had, I think, four players selected in the first round alone. It might have even been five. But prior to that, they had a few guys in the first round a year ago. They're going to have more guys in the first round next year. So bringing this back to how it affects Merlin Robertson. Nicobe benefited from several NFL talented players playing around him to help bring up his game. This isn't a knock on Nicobe Dean. This is just saying that he benefited. His play was absolutely better because Jordan Davis was in front of him, because he had a secondary that was locking guys down. And that's that's not a bad thing at all. For Merlin Robertson, he probably doesn't have that kind of situation. He's got some fun guys. We're all excited about Nesta Jade Silvera defensive tackle. It's probably not Jordan Davis. We're very excited about Corey Bethley in the secondary. He's probably not Lewis Seen. Overall, it's just that this roster is not as talented as what Georgia was. So with that in mind, a stat sheet of what he did as a freshman, the 77 tackles, eight and a half for loss, five sacks, etc. That's not going to be enough. It's got to be better. It's got to be closer to what Devin Lloyd did. Remember, that was the 111 tackles, 20-some-odd for loss, seven sacks, 
he's going to have to do and put up numbers like that. That is how he's going to win the, the Dick Buckus award. But even then it still might not be enough. You might have to go up against other great defenses. Notre Dame is likely to field a good defense. Georgia is going to have another good defense. Alabama is going to have another good defense. You have plenty of teams that are going to be fielding great defenses. And because of that, you have guys there who have their play elevated because the rest of the play around them is elevated. I don't know that Merlin Robertson's going to have that opportunity. So in order for him to compete for this award, he's going to have to play out of his mind. He is going to have to seriously just be like the ultimate linebacker flying around the field, picking up tackles. He's got to get to that 100 mark minimum. He's got to get to 100 tackles. He's got to find his way in the backfield too. You got to be double digit, tackle for loss easily. Anything north of five sacks, outstanding, really helps your case. Turnovers, he's got to have them. He had three interceptions last year. That's a great start. That's a really good start. And he almost housed two of them for pick sixes. That looks even better. Regardless of that fact, he was still averaging almost 33 yards of return on his interceptions. That's great. He's got the turnovers down. He's had at least one interception in all four seasons. I don't see that going away. So if he can boost up those tackle numbers, he can maintain the amount of plays that he's making in the backfield, and he can continue to be a turnover guy, this puts him in a very good spot for him to compete for that award. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. We've seen how good Merlin Robertson can be. That freshman year, we were all clamoring about how this guy could seriously be one of the best linebackers that's ever come through the program. We were touting him as highly as we touted Vontez Perfect. This was a this was a guy who seemingly was just going to get better and better. He has plateaued so far. He he hasn't taken that next step that he's capable of. If he does, the sky's the limit for this kid. Sure, he's not he's not the most athletic guy in the world. He has a more natural or natural, a uh, more like classic quote unquote linebacker at 6'3, 240. So he's not going to run a 4'3, 40 time, but he is built to play the position and play it at a high level. There's no reason that he shouldn't be able to take care of that. I have, I have all the faith in him to be able to compete for it. He's just got some very, very stiff competition. And we're going to talk about my closing thoughts here in just a moment, but we're going to hop into our final break. We'll be back in just a sec. And this is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. And make sure that you guys are subscribed over to the Locked on Pac-12 podcast and making that your second listen of the day. Host Spencer McLaughlin goes through the Pac-12 with you in 30 minutes or less and gives you all the information you need to know regarding the Conference of Champions. Make it your second listen of the day. Closing thoughts here. It is an uphill battle that Merlin Robertson's going to have to face. He's never been a huge stat guy. He's got to be. Like I said, there are numbers he has to get. 100 tackles is the start. Next plays in the backfield. Double-digit tackle for loss. Probably got to get five, six, seven sacks. 
Turnovers have got to be there. Three interceptions, that is more than passable. Anything more than that is awesome. Force fumbles, fumble recoveries, we want to see that too. Touchdowns are not a necessity, but they certainly aren't going to hurt your case. If he is not a stat stuffer, there is still an outside chance for him to win it. But the problem at that point becomes the rest of your team needs to step up. Because N'Kobe Dean didn't have nearly as impressive numbers as what Devin Lloyd put up. But because his defense was so great, and it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt that he won a national championship with them, and they are a historic defense, that's probably ultimately what won them over. I mean, if we're being honest, there's probably a little SEC bias and Pac-12 bias, but neither here nor there, I suppose. But on that topic, that's another thing that Merlin Robertson is going to have to battle is the fact that the Pac-12 does not get the respect that the SEC does. And quite frankly, the SEC has a lot of really good players this year, including Henry Tolotello at Alabama, who came back for his senior season and is also on the preseason watch list. I don't know how Will Anderson isn't on the watch list, considering he is listed as a linebacker, but plays more defensive end for Alabama as well. But Bama has tons of talented linebackers. I'm sure there's plenty of guys in the rest of the SEC as well. Even in the in our own conference, Merlin Robertson's going to have to compete with uh, Penny Sewell's brother, whose name is completely escaping me at the moment. Noah. Noah Sewell. He's going to have to compete with Noah Sewell, who's coming off a first-team All-Pac-12 season. Competing within your own conference that doesn't get respect is already difficult enough. This is going to be anything but a cakewalk for Merlin Robertson to win the Dick Buckus Award. But it's not impossible. Quite frankly, between him and Zavian Valade being nominated for Doak Walker, I like Robertson's chances more to win his respective award. It's not a knock on Zazavian. I think that Robertson is a proven power five player, unlike Valade, who has not had a chance to play against power five opponents. Robertson has also been a guy who has shown the ability to put up some numbers. Now, admittedly, they got to be better for an award like this, but he has shown that he's capable of that. He, he can also really help his chances by bringing up the rest of this Arizona State defense. All right, it's, it's him, Kyle Soley returning. Basically, the rest of the roster is very new or very un, young and inexperienced. It's going to be on those two. And unfortunately, he's probably going to compete with Kyle Soley in order for those numbers to match up because Soley was actually the tackle leader a year ago. So if Robertson wants to win the award, he's got to be the tackle leader on his own team. Soli cannot be that guy. But, I mean, obviously, no one would complain if Kyle Soli was a finalist for the Dick Buckus Award either. But we're talking about Merlin Robertson. So, you know, take that, take, take that thought and just kind of tuck it away in your mind. We'll talk about it later. Final thoughts, though. Robertson could make himself a better case than people are willing to give him, I think. But we'll see. Overall, I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to see what Merlin Robertson can put together in what is likely his swan song for Arizona State. And I believe that this is a guy who's going to go out with a bang and truly give Sun Devil fans everything that they wanted out of him.
But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. So thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out in a visual platform, wherever you do get those podcasts, though, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow me at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast wire there as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Also, if you want to stay in the loop on all the Sun Devils news, make sure that you are following at all Sun Devils on Twitter, as that is my new stomping grounds for all my writing material. And I go into depth on everything that pops up as soon as it pops up. So between the Locked on Sun Devils podcast and all Sun Devils, you have no excuse to be out of the loop with everything going on with the Sun Devils. But that's going to wrap it up for us here. So until next time, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sun Devils.